Welcome to Health 4.0 Leadership Podcast. My name is Namrata Bagaria and I'm your host. My guest today is Meredith Brienne Lazowski and she's the Head of Product Design at Bitnobi. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. It's my pleasure. As you know, Meredith, uh, we are working towards creating a leadership ecosystem for Health 4.0. And can you tell our listeners, where are you in the present health ecosystem and what are your top three mandates? Yes, I would love to. Um, so I'm a product designer who's been working in the health tech space for probably about six years now, um, rolling out digital products in the healthcare landscape, um, mainly in healthcare IT. Um, and so I'm a designer by trade, mainly focusing on product strategy, user experience. Um, and I'm a creative who has always kind of wanted to invent. Um, so it's a great space to be in for that. Um, and I've had a few different roles when it comes to working on health tech related projects. So I've, you know, created new products from scratch. I've helped maintain existing products. Um, I've helped enable certain products for commercialization states. So getting an MVP product ready for enterprise use. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've worked on a few different product types as well. So um, I've worked on patient safety related products. Um, I worked on a patient experience product where our initial focus was actually how do we um, get feedback from patient experiences from youth. Mm -hmm. um, so understanding that demographic of, of experience. Um, and then I've also worked on a, a platform for enabling healthcare administrators to learn from one another from the support angle. Um, so I've had a hybrid of working on both mainline products as well as support products that at the end of the day kind of help um, with the end user experience and make sure that all those workers that are utilizing platforms um, have the best experience possible. Um, currently, as you mentioned, I'm working at a startup company called Bitnobi, um, and we're a secure data sharing platform. Um, and we are a generic platform, so we can actually work with various industries, but one of the industries we're really focused on right now is the health, health sector. And um, I'm really excited to be leading product design there and to see kind of where we can um, assist in this, in this space. Mm -hmm. um, and then for me, my, my top mandates, I would say, is as a designer, and I know this is maybe being a broken record because uh, lots of designers will say this and it's, and it's important to us, but it's, it's extremely important to stay problem focused. Um, it's very easy when you're working in tech and you're working on any sort of solutioning to, you know, have a solution idea that you want to pursue, um, but then kind of forget about the problem that you're solving for. So at the end of the day, I always think it's probably it's very, very important to make sure you always look at your problem, reevaluate your problem and make sure at the end of the day, your solution is actually solving that problem. And you can do that by continuing to think about human centered principles um, and, you know, continuing kind of on that mandate to uh, remember and remind yourself about what problem you're solving. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what's kind of, yeah, and I think what's kind of interesting with this too is that this is not just from the, the digital product out point of view, it's also from a service design, even a policy side as well. Um, it's really easy again to think about kind of what you want um, at the yeah. end of the day, but uh, our problems are evolving, you know, even in yep. this day and age of COVID, um, you yep. know, we're having to adapt and to learn from those adaptions as well, too. So um, 
another mandate um, as well as I think bringing diversity to the table when you're looking at solutioning and looking at interpreting problems. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not just from an ethnicity um, and gender point of view, but also from a role point of view as well, bringing in different perspectives to the table to look at these problems. Um, also bringing in different age groups. Um, our youth are going to be the next generation of patients and doctors, and I think they can bring an amazing perspective to the table. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I was going to say is my last mandate is uh, getting the next generation involved in decision making today, because, you know, at the end of the day, healthcare is not doesn't move at the fast pace as maybe some other industries are. And our youth are going to have to live with a lot of the decisions that we make today. Um, and they also bring so many amazing um, experiences and expectations to the table that I think we can learn a lot from and really get healthcare ready for the next gen. Yeah, I think you've hit the home run. I can actually literally stop the podcast right now and be like, okay, you know what, cut. No, but fun. No, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to be composed here recording you, but I want to like scream and dance as a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, you hit the home run pretty much in what I, I think what we've been hearing and what I personally believe in too. Um, so Meredith, tell me what have been your top three learnings in your journey so far? Like you've had an extensive uh, work experience as an early career uh, person. And uh, what were your top three man, uh, like learnings from whatever you've done so far? That's a, a really great question. Actually, when I was looking at these uh, questions before and kind of preparing for this, I had a hard time coming up with some answers for this because, you know, there, there's so many problems and so many challenges as well as so many learnings as well. Um, but I would say that one thing, especially coming from more the tech side of healthcare, um, I've, I've learned how to kind of adapt from uh, not working in an extremely fast pace um, space. So that can be a challenge. Um, being someone who's, you know, worked in tech for a while now, um, and also had a lot of people who have come to work in healthcare from different sectors of tech, that is often a challenge we have is how do we adapt to kind of a bit of a slower pace when it comes to um, technology rollout, um, innovation and things like that um, in healthcare. So it can be tough because you, you work on a product and you might not see it in the end user's hands um, for a long time just because of the the reality of hospital sales cycles implementation times onboarding it takes like it's a huge effort mm -hmm. to get it into a hospital's hands if you're yeah. working as hospitals your end user um, and especially too if a hospital is implementing a big system like a new emr system things like that you run into huge problems where it's tough to get in, you know, some smaller innovations into the hospital um, mm -hmm. while they're focusing on something large. Their IT teams are extremely, you know, busy all the time trying to roll out new things in the hospital, which is amazing, but um, it definitely is a, a challenge um, when it comes to designing for that space. Mm -hmm. um, another takeaway too is that I just find working in health tech space is just so meaningful. Um, it's problems you're solving are so complex. Um, I will never, I'm the first one to say that I am not an expert in healthcare. I, I bring my perspective to the table when it comes to healthcare and I've learned as much as I can, but it's a space that, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I am not um, a nurse. I am, you know, but what I'll do is I'll bring my perspective to the table and try and understand their needs as much as possible and roll that out. And I think what's tough is that, you know, you might not be working on the shiniest, consumer facing product all the time. Um, but I always come back to looking at the meaning behind what you're doing and um, 
it always feels really good working on products that you know are having an impact like that. Um, so that's definitely one takeaway I would have from this space. More as like that's more of a personal note for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I always look at okay, the people that we're building this product for, they're dealing with you know challenges that I, I never will end up having to deal with my on my own time, right, or my own challenges. So um, I'm like you know really blessed to be kind of in a in a space where I can help solve problems for for those workers mm-hmm. um and there are there are heroes especially everything that's going on right now it's it's so important that we continue to to solve for them mm-hmm. um what I've also learned too is that it's really important to you know see how other industries are solving problems um it's really easy like to get tunnel vision when you're working in health tech yes. and um so I think from like some of the ways you can um, get around solving for that is, you know, reading and learning as much as you can about other industries. Sometimes if you're looking for a bit of a career shift, you might step away from healthcare for a little bit and decide to come back. That's an option as well, as well as even doing side projects. That's something yep. I've always done is, you know, like working on an e-commerce platform or working on um, something completely unrelated to healthcare. Yep. There's so much you can learn from it and bring back to the table. Um, so that's another learning I would have um, because healthcare is so complex. It's easy yes. to get like uh, immersed in it and never leave. But um, I've learned a lot by stepping away occasionally just through side projects and learning from that. Um, so those are my big takeaways and kind of challenges that I've dealt with over the years. <laughs> awesome. And I resonate with a lot of them. I do, I do the same kind of things too. I kind of get away with going into like a lot of... Uh, life coaching or some technology training and things like that so yeah um so my next question is given this what are your um what is your vision of health 4.0 yeah that's a a a great question as well um again i think that in terms of collaborations and opportunities i think again i'm going to repeat this but involving our youth in some of these decision makings that are happening today, involving them in some of our technology innovations. Um, I think that's gonna be really important because the next generation of patients and physicians have completely different technology expectations, Mm -hmm. consumer expectations, Mm -hmm. as well as, um, you know, they're gonna bring a really great perspective to the table. Um, I've had the opportunity of working with youth patients um, in, a, in a previous project, and I was just completely blown away by their responses when it came mm-hmm. to them talking about ownership of data, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, their impact of what they want to have in hospitals. And I think that's, it's so, incru- it's so crucial to get them involved now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that will help shape a lot of kind of yeah. what Health 4.0 will have. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I would say too is networks. Um, What's amazing is that, you know, there's a lot of small startups, there's a lot of um, large organizations, there's a lot of people and a lot of organizations trying to really solve similar problems. But at the end of the day, they can't always do them alone. Um, We need to work together as groups. And I think that will really help with, um, at the end of the day, solving the main problem of like, how do we make patient experiences better? How Mm -hmm. do we really help our, you know, our problems that we're trying to solve. Um, and sometimes we can't do that as an independent small startup. Sometimes yep. you need to work together with another company and do that. Yep. And I think we're starting to see a lot more of that, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, but I think that will kind of be what will continue to evolve um, with mm-hmm. Health 4.0. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I'm so in love with this this interview that's happening because it's as if okay, by the way, listeners, I didn't train this girl. She's speaking out of her own will. <laughs> but these are the two things which we are doing in 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 Helpful Point Zero Summit, right? You're gonna meet a lot of people who are doing different things and they're coming together and we're creating a community of practice for health, right? A digital mm-hmm. health. And I don't think anybody knows this, but this is something we had to scrape off because of COVID. But initially we were going to get a lot of uh, young children to do Lego design for the health system of the future. Amazing. And so we had to, of course, we can do Lego now. And then at one point we thought, okay, maybe we can get everybody's children to make that Lego thing and give it to us. But it was just not practically possible because, you know, that exercise has to be together. So yeah. yeah, we were going to do that. But now instead we have our designer coming as the first speaker. And by the way, the first half of the summit is dedicated to design. And the second wow. half is dedicated to uh, a solution, which is technology. So I think it's, and, and of course, policy and all those other things too. So yeah, it's very, I'm just having fun because I, I okay, I just sent her the questions. I never sent her the answers, but I'm so happy to hear the same things, almost identical, like 90% match, you know, as if we got a genomic connection. (laughs) 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 So uh, given this is your vision, what do you think are the obstacles in this vision? Yeah, great question again. Um, So I think consumers and end users are overloaded with so many different solutions that they're working with on a day to day. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, always a problem that you're having whenever you're building a, any sort of new product um, is just mm-hmm. how do you make sure that it really fits the market and that end users will want to use it. Um, also transparency of data. I think, you know, consumers and all end users are way more concerned about their um, their data usage as well as where their data is going. So they're often looking at, you know, what ethical, what company is, you know, doing the most ethical move with my data. Um, and that could have a huge factor, I think, especially in the younger generation as they're, um, they're more concerned about their data security um, and data privacy. And I think uh, that might also have a huge impact on obstacles as well. Um, also, user expectations are extremely high. You know, when you think about um, large organizations like Amazon and, you know, how quickly they can deliver a package, you know, even the expectation when you're on your device and you're using um, an app like Instagram or Facebook um, or anything really, or Pinterest, you know, those end user solutions that they're building are, have been vetted, have been tested. Um, they're extremely well thought out when it comes to their the experience that they want for their end users so Mm -hmm. users expectations and consumer expectations are very very high and i think especially with the next gen of patients Mm -hmm. and doctors and physicians um like that's something we have to think about because often when we're building solutions right now in health it um, when we're looking at our demographics, sometimes uh, we're thinking about, you know, for the past, especially the past five years, a lot has evolved yeah. and changed. Yeah. And now we're dealing with new physicians that are coming in that have a different, you know, technology background. Some of them maybe were engineers before even too, right? Yeah. And like things like that. So I, I think um, that will be something that we need to prepare for as well. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, that's basically what I would say are kind of our biggest obstacles we're going to have to look at. Mm-hmm. And where do you think lies the opportunity? Um, I think, again, staying problem focused. Um, I, I never will kind of say we need to do this specific solution because 
um, or use this specific tech. Um, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, um, if we kind of drive our solutions from specific problems that we're looking to solve and we really look at the evolution of that problem too, because it might shift a lot in the next five years and stay up to date with that. I think um, that is a real opportunity. Again, we're bringing in so many different perspectives and there's so many um, different types of jobs these days that are bringing in many fantastic perspectives into um, solutions. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of where the opportunity lies. We have so many young people going into STEM, um, you know, so many young people going into design, engineering, you name it. And I think um, bringing those perspectives to the table will really help to uh, make some awesome solutions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, another trend which I see, and from my own personal experience too, is a lot of interdisciplinarity yeah that's coming like i trained as a medical doctor and i did public health i worked in health tech and i'm doing a phd in engineering hybrid with public health so by the way my thesis it started off with like what is the problem health 4.0 is is like the term but in the end because my i'm designer by heart like i solve problems so my middle path for the thesis satisfaction is actually making a design pattern, which is understanding the context, the problem. Very and the cool. So I'm learning how to make, I'm, I mean, I'm a newbie, so I wouldn't say I have an expertise. So that's something I'm learning. Like I, like I said, I'm constantly learning. And I think I'll be very interested in learning how to translate my domain knowledge and basically understanding where tech right now lacks a lot in context for the user, mm -hmm. like major lack because we have generalized tech solutions. Everybody track your this or journal this and journal that. So let's see where I get, hopefully I get <laughs> sooner than later. So given all this, your vision, the obstacles, the motivations, what are your expectations from the summit, Health 4.0 Summit? I think I'm just excited to learn from others, really, and to see how others are, you know, looking at these questions and interpreting these problems and, and finding ways to solution for healthcare. I think for me, again, I'm not a healthcare expert necessarily, mm -hmm. but um, I'm just always so amazed by the different people coming to the table to, to look at these problems. And I think um, there's just a wealth of knowledge to learn from. And, and to your point, actually, um, what you mentioned about um, interdisciplinary um, learning, I think there's, you know, so much amazing content out there these days that really anyone can learn um, mm -hmm. from all these different perspectives. And I think, uh, I think that's what I'm really excited about is just to, to continue to learn and grow and um, see how we can continue to solve these problems in health tech in healthcare. And can you give your coordinates or shout out to the listeners about your company, Bitnobi? Yeah, so um, Bitnobi is an awesome small startup located in Toronto. Um, we do secure data sharing and we're, we work with different industries like government, fintech, and healthcare. Um, and we're hopefully growing and uh, we're really excited to be working with such an awesome group of um, people in different industries right now. So um, you can find us at the Mars Innovation Building um, in Toronto. And right now we're all working remotely, of course. Um, but yeah, it's a really great team and happy to be at a small startup that is doing some really great work. Awesome. And if you want to know more about the summit, you can see health4.tech. Thank you, Meredith. It was fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.